Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice? Fuck you, get out of here. I don't want to be around you if you're going to make me look like a fool. Welcome to Very Real Talk, everybody. I won't be made a fool on this podcast or in my life. Don't try to fool me. This is, of course, the fun and uplifting <laughs> podcast. So, it started so fun. <laughs> Where we talk about, you know, things from our life. We never lie, obviously. That's the most important part, if you didn't know by yep. now. Uh, I'm Nick Potter, and I got my boys here in the stewed yeah. with me. I, we got a new boy, but I'm not, I'm not going to just introduce him yet. I'm going to hold off. I'm going to save it. Savor it. You guys, the oh, no. whole bill. You I wonder s- who it is. You yeah, me too. Save that boy for yeah. later. Yeah, we're you know? saving it. We're savoring the flavor and saving some for later. Right. Whatever that commercial used to be. I don't know. Yeah, me neither. Uh, the first boy in the stewed with me, uh, you know him by now. His name's Colin Sage. E. E. Colin, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Who is the least funny person that you know? You know, honestly, this is going to be very uh, real. People aren't going to like this. Okay. It's not now, but for a long time, Sarah Silverman. Oh, okay. You know Sarah Silverman? No. I know. Oh, am I supposed to know them? I'm joking. (laughs) No, but I know of. I I guess because she was supposed to be funny, Mm -hmm. that how unfunny she was to me made me constantly think of her as the unfunniest person that i could think of right she was doing she you know in her earlier years she was doing a lot of shock stuff and it was kind of that thing where people built her up it's like when i went to watch the movie napoleon dynamite and people (laughs) were like oh my god it's so funny it's the best movie ever and i was like i can't wait and it had been out for months i watched it on dvd and i was like man this is so unfunny to me him dancing is so unfunny but dude it's a sledgehammer, and then it cuts. <laughs> it's just not, That's still good. You quoting it to me is funnier than an actual movie, Joey. Throw football over the mountains. Yeah, like it's come on, it throwing the stick. So, the hype was too much, and it, it really it was a lot out. of hype. Good thing I saw that movie opening weekend. <laughs> okay, so you actually right. Enjoyed I it. my buddy was like, "We're going to see this movie at Baxter Napoleon Dynamite," and I was like, "Napoleon? Oh, we're seeing a documentary. Whatever, I, I'll go for him." <laughs> then you got yeah. That. <laughs> I I didn't know what indie movies were at the yeah. time, and so we're at Baxter, and I'm like, "I guess we're about to watch a a movie about Napoleon." This sucks. It's a history. I, I like history, so whatever. I'm just doing it for my buddy's birthday. Mm-hmm. And then we watched Napoleon Dynamite, and I was thoroughly confused. <laughs> I didn't really get it. Yeah, um, I laughed, but it wasn't like as funny as I thought it was later. And then, you know, six months later, when it caught the world by fire, mm-hmm. everybody's like, Napoleon Dynamite, Napoleon Dynamite. I was like, what's that? And then yeah. people, I finally saw people would like show me the DVD because mm-hmm. they'd bring it in <laughs> just to show that they just had it. What, like it was that, such a weird fad. It really was. And I was like, oh my God, I saw that movie like a year ago in mm-hmm. Baxter. Why is that cool? Right. And you were cool for saying that. Um, you were ahead no, of the curve I, by being behind. Yeah. For Surprisingly, I don't remember like, oh yeah, I saw that first. I don't remember doing that much. Oh, okay. Anyway, Sarah Silverman sucks my ass. <laughs> now, I, I don't feel that as strongly about it now, but I, right. I think it was because the hype. People yeah. would talk about her, and I just wasn't into her style of comedy at sure. all. She'd be just be like, anyway, um, I shit. <laughs> right? And it, it, it just felt like she was fishing a lot because right. they'd be like, say something, graphic, and they'd pause. Right? Pause. And it was just like, Oh, sure. We get it. Okay, cool. Uh, Joey, I got another question for you. You're my brother, by the way. This is Joey Potter. Hello. Uh, who's the funniest person that you know? And not a stand-up comedian. Who do you know that's the funniest? I is it your like brother, Nick? He's fishing. There, there it is. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm going to go with uh, me, <laughs> motherfucker. Okay. okay. What up? Yo, boy. Joey, let me ask you another question. All right. Do you really know yourself? Whoa. Fuck. Whoa. Shit. Oh, no. We all got to get into therapy and really find ourselves. (laughs) Nick, why are you holding a mouth noises? Is do I know myself? (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, fair. If if you think you're the funniest person you know, that's that's the right answer. Wow. Okay. Confidence. I concur. Yeah. Damn, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Now, I think Joey is the funniest person that Joey knows. <laughs> <laughs> Joey's never really known me. Oh. 
<laughs> sure, we're brothers. No, I'm not going to get into that right now. That's for my therapist to decide. Okay. Uh, to decide. <laughs> to decide. She makes my decisions for me. Yes. My therapy is really weird. I asked her last time I was in her is it, office. Is your therapist your mom? No. <laughs> That's where this is going. <laughs> Yeah, she you just see me tells hit you therapist in my phone, and you just hear my mom's right. voice. Right, and she just tells you point blank, like, yeah, Joey's my favorite. What are you going to do? <laughs> I asked my therapist last time I was in her office, next time I come in, I want you to prod me with a bunch of questions <laughs> so I really know if I'm happy or not. Whoa. I want to know if I, like, if there's anything deeper in my psyche that I need to dig out. <laughs> so I need, And I was like, why? I'm happy. Why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> Is that part of it? Can I not be happy? Whoa. You guys didn't whoa with me. Is this just really sad? Yeah, I'm just yeah. watching you. I'm watching you plummet, like spiral. <laughs> yeah. just... now, now you just have to say, like, I want to cut my wrists, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Yeah, all, yeah, exactly. That's all I fucked Jimmy is. Kimmel, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, guys, we just have to be r- really real on this podcast. So that's why I went there. Okay, okay. all right. Therapy's Got healthy. Real. It shouldn't have the stigma. It is. Just don't there. do it with Agreed. your mom. Do it right. with someone else's yeah, mom. Yeah, please. If, okay. Yeah, if your mother is your therapist, please stop that. Find somebody else's mom. Please find therapy. an unbiased person. Unless your mom is just yeah, really just unbiased. Go, go knock on doors, dude, and just be like, hey, are you a mom? You want to tell me what my life is about? <laughs> please. Prod me with really so, personal questions. Yeah, somebody will, somebody will work it out. Yeah. You? Okay, now it's time to finally introduce our guest today. His name is Colby Ballou. Yep. Oh, hey, y'all. Hey, man. Colby is a longtime friend of ours. He was in our sketch group, Bottoms Up. We went to college with this boy. Mm. He moved to Chicago with me. Wow. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we lived together. I ate his food because I was poor. Okay. His cat pooped in our kitchen every day. Because you were poor? Because we were poor. We were she poor. ate it. <laughs> she was really upset about how poor we were. Um, <laughs> when it rains, you're poor. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Colby got up dutifully every day and cleaned her litter box, and she still pooped on the floor every day. He she doesn't do duty. that anymore. Yeah, that's it was out of defiance. Yeah. yeah. His cat hated our cats. It's whatever. We had a cat war in our house. <laughs> uh, and also, me and Colby used to write uh, sketches together up in Chicago. We went to Second City together. Nice. We are best boys. Uh, Colby also married me and my wife. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, he did. Yeah, he officiated that shit. I watched. You watched. Sorry you couldn't be up there. No, it's, it's Get better that way. I fucked. <laughs> Get fucked. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, I, was, I was up there. I watched you too. Yeah. yeah. Joey oh, didn't do the yeah. Wormit wedding, and I'm really sad. I'm just like a piece of slate, man. I don't bend. <laughs> the, the, we were outside. Hey. The dance floor was the earth. I feel like if he did the worm, he would have turned into a worm. I don't know. He would have got worms on him. I don't know where I'm going with this. No way. Right? Right? <laughs> was that shocking enough? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Colby, who was the first stand-up comedian you saw live? Ooh. Ah, my goodness gracious. What was the first stand-up? You know who it was? Yes. Gallagher. Yes. <laughs> Whoa! For fucking real. Whoa. It was, was it really Gallagher. Gallagher? <laughs> it was really Gallagher. Whoa. He came to Paducah. Was it Gallagher 1 or Gallagher 2? <laughs> Oof. Uh... Oh, that's right, because he's got like a he's brother. Got, he's got a brother. Who stole his act. Yeah. <laughs> well, he quit, and his brother took it over, uh-huh. and then original Gallagher was like, you know what? I want to come back now. And his brother was like, sorry, I'm making all that Gallagher money. Yeah. <laughs> and so they have to He's like, like sp- shut up, Gallagher right. too. So their dispute like ended in their names are spelled different, or it's, it is Gallagher Gallagher. One and two. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, they have to tour on opposite sides of the country at any time. Honestly, who can say who I really saw? Yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that it was Gallagher 1. Okay. But was there watermelons involved? Maybe there it were. was Gallagher and 3. And let me ask Excellent. you this very important question. Mm. Were you in the splash zone? I was not. I was what in the, the balcony. F- what the fuck? You sound poor. <laughs> yeah. You see, your parents didn't love you enough to put you in the splatter zone? No. Damn. <laughs> Did you still show up with a poncho, just hoping? <laughs> Maybe one of the watermelon oh, bits will hit me up in the that's up be, in the mezzanine. Man, that's got to be the saddest thing to like see somebody up <laughs> in up. the balcony yeah. with a poncho. <laughs> the poncho. And they're, they're just like sitting there giddy, like maybe he'll still get me. <laughs> no, it's like hoping like the Bruce Springsteen thing will happen, where he'll go to the back and play to the back. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant where he'll like point you out, and then you have to go have sex with him after the show. <laughs> oh, you. And it you. turns out he's not. Not generous at all. Yeah. Oof. 
He's not a very good I imagine that's what Bruce Springsteen's life is. Maybe he's actually a nice man, and he, like, quilts after the shows. Who knows? Oh, I thought we were talking about Gallagher attacking oh. you and having sex with you after the show. I mean, Gallagher, Gallagher got some ass, what, right? Yeah, what like, do you think he does with all that ah, juice afterwards? What do you think he... <laughs> what do you think he does with all that he juice He takes all the broken up watermelon pieces to the local food right. bank. Wow. He, what a hero. Yeah, he calls out the people on the balcony with the raincoats on because he knows they're desperate. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, bring them backstage <laughs> for a real watermelon show. Oh. <laughs> What kind of Gallagher impression is that? That's great. I don't know. This is how we it's talk, villainous see. Gallagher. <laughs> you, don't, you don't even know the difference between one and two. Two could have talked like that right. for all we I know. Am. It yeah. could have been Gallagher 3, right. you know? God, who knows how Man. many Gallaghers there actually are. Like, he could have been killed 40 years ago. There's money it's in like it. It's like that conspiracy theory where, like, Paul Avril Lavigne's dead. I was going to say Avril Lavigne. Oh, that's, yeah. oh there's dead. a conspiracy theory about oh, yeah. Avril Lavigne? Yes, that she got killed, like, a long time no, ago. No, she, like, died of Lyme disease. Oh, and Lyme they, disease? Yeah, or something oh. like that and got replaced. Because, you know, the Avril Lavigne brand name Somebody had to marry big. Chad Kroger. Right. I don't want to go Wake too deep down up. this rabbit hole, but why? Wake what, what me is, up inside. What's the evidence of Avril Lavigne... Okay, have you been on the internet, Colby? <laughs> People just, like, have a crazy idea in their brain. It was just probably just some weirdo who's like, Avril Lavigne looks really different. I bet it's a different well, person. She also disappeared for a couple of years. Right. Because she, she got Lyme line. disease. Okay. <laughs> I think oh. she actually does have that. Okay. Fair. Yeah. yeah. That's real. Uh, I just thought she might have found herself a skater boy finally. And oh, then she said, okay. see you later to the biz. No, because then boy. she got all bubblegum pop. Yeah. When she came back. Yeah. So and that a, one really good song. So all you have to do is post one time on like 4chan or Reddit, and then you just build this following of other crazy people who want to believe that there's just a, like everything's a conspiracy. Right. And it turns out your career just tumbled and <laughs> yeah. um, you're just broke and normal, and people think you like disappeared. Right. Like they think that like Hollywood is run right. by the Jews and like yeah. that they you know replaced the people and stuff and right it's really like Fox you... News running that thing of that Cosby Show actor that was like working at Whole Foods or yeah. something right like, really you just went backstage money, man. at a Gallagher concert and that's really all that happened in your life changed. anyway I'm pretty sure that the government replaced Gallagher old... and Gallagher two with Gallagher right. three and four <laughs> give you the old foreskin hammer <laughs> right <laughs> oh so Silverman's right, back right, perfect. right I wonder if she's his... gonna keep showing up throughout this episode <laughs> I will say his hammer did have a big hole in it so that it splashed up into the oh, ceiling okay. whoa oh, okay. I never knew that wow. well it was a later edition. Oh, okay. Because at first it would just shoot outward or kind uh -huh. of like everywhere. Like, yes. But he wanted it to go up. So we got the world's well, we best engineers. Right. <laughs> right. On like, the case. To drill a hole, hole in, in a yeah. hammer. <laughs> I want the splatter to go everywhere. Get me NASA. Get <laughs> me NASA on the oh, phone. God. It's not a sex thing, I swear. <laughs> Why does he talk like Inspector we Gadget? Didn't, we didn't think that think... until you said it, Gallagher. <laughs> Lubing it up with that... Because he wears uh, suspenders. I don't know. He talks like that. I right? wear suspenders. Yeah. He talks like this. <laughs> it's he got does. That, it's got that pedo yeah. mustache. Gentlemen, the reason that I've gathered you all here today to talk about this particular topic is because my friend Colby once showed me an eight-hour video on this topic. <laughs> He was like, Nick, I'm moving back from Chicago finally, and I want to hang out. But in order to hang out with me, you have to watch this eight-hour video presentation okay. that I made. Eight and a half. But oh, no. you made it. All right. He did. He compiled it. He did a, a little uh, research uh, project. Sounds on... like a lot of research. <laughs> it was a lot of research. Well, yeah, because if the final product was eight and a half hours, you know he spent a lot of time on it. When I cut it down the first time, it was 24 hours. Are you serious? For real? Oh, my Whoa. God. And that was Nick, the stuff I that I... need one solid d whole day of your time. <laughs> Whoa. It's or like I'll never talk to you again. <laughs> you have to watch this, or we shan't be friends. Whoa. Uh, it was um, a research project on... You know what? Before I just go rattling on, Colby, give us the spiel real quick of what that was. Well, basically, it had to do with stand-up comedy, specifically over the last 20 years, and just trying to take a look at how the culture of stand-up comedy has shifted over that time. Right. You know, starts out with the base of 
pretty much every comedian's like, ah, fuck you, I can say whatever I want. If you can't take it, then that's on you. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was about, it was broken up into segments. And yeah. The first one was kind of about PC culture yeah. and how it affected comedy. Yeah, and then you can kind of see, okay, the general opinion here is like, yeah, fuck you, you know, I should be able to say whatever. And then the second segment kind of had to do with toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. and so it started to get a little bit more real. You could see like, ooh, some of this stuff wouldn't be cool to say nowadays. Right. Mm. And then the final segment was, well, you know. Examples. Examples. Of, of comedians doing that thing. Bill Cosby, mm-hmm. and then splicing that with, hey, here's Bill Cosby talking about drugging women in his Man, act. I didn't even realize that that was a bit. He was really like, you know what's fun <laughs> is to drug women. Like, that's basically the joke. Like, yeah. it was wow. like, Yikes. oh, shit, he's confessing. He's like, you just give him a little, what did he call it? Spanish fly. Spanish fly. Yeah, and when we first showed it at our, uh, uh, film society up in chicago we had the special drink and i called it the spanish fly oh, no. <laughs> and then and when all it the came... girls threw their cups away immediately it was definitely when it came around to that what the fuck what did you do oh then they started falling asleep <laughs> timed it too late oh. yeah no yeah he was like you give them the spanish fly and they fall asleep and then you can just have a sleepy girl next to you Oof. it was like really specific man it was it was really bad. And then, like, the so end of the dark. joke is like, I went to Spain and asked him where the where the Spanish fly was, and he was like, We have where's the American fly or whatever. Yeah, like everyone's doing it right. Yeah, do you guys like my Bill Cosby, my lazy Bill Cosby? <laughs> I'm the American fly. Yeah, basically. And then he just stares out in the audience for twenty minutes. <laughs> everyone's like, Ha ha! Remember when he did the Jeffrey joke? Oh. That was funny. Like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was an interesting. Uh, like series to watch and um so i wanted to have colby on today and have us all talk about uh as we've labeled it our mount rushmore of stand-up comics Mm. from Mm -hmm. more of a modern uh you know time period like if we do all time then it's just like it's george carlin it's you know richard Pryor, it's Lenny lenny bruce yeah like yeah we can do that all day but comedy has blown up Really, in the past couple years, because Netflix, Netflix. just like mm-hmm. everyone gets one, everyone has a you know Netflix special now. So there's so much more like that the general audience can see. Because even you know 15 years ago, you could only listen to people who had albums who could afford to have their stuff yeah. taped right. and then you know produced. So now, since there's so many, and you can you know Twitter and YouTube and you know so. There's so many more to choose from. I think I another to uh, big thing that has uh, kind of come over uh, stand-up culture in the past, you know, 10 years is they could say all that shit, you know, be like, fuck you. If you don't like it, you can leave. Mm-hmm. Now that's just plastered all over the internet. So you have these comics that are like, they say this thing is like a joke or whatever. And then it's just like they get backlash by people who haven't seen it. Right. Saw it out of context. Yeah. And then they have to deal with that. Right. And they're probably not that good at dealing with it because they don't, they're not like someone like, uh, not everyone's Kevin Hart that has probably a whole team around them. Sure. Like a PR, HR kind of like, you know, like unit. So they're just like getting, you know, all this shit thrown at them. Mm -hmm. And they just, they probably, they usually handle it pretty poorly. Also, one of the complaints of comedians is like, oh, they came in and watched me like working out a bit. Like it's not a finished bit. You have to go to the clubs and see what works and what doesn't. Yeah, cut your teeth on like new material over and over and over again. Yeah. And then people can just record that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it is really tough. And, um, you know, my views went back and forth while we watched it and stuff, but mm-hmm. it mostly stayed the same on where, like, if you have a well-crafted yeah. joke with a point of view and context, I really think that just about anything can be in a stand-up bit. You know, the the reason that a lot of that stuff doesn't work, you know, from, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago is because, like, a lot of the punchlines were just, like, gay yeah. like that's it like a gay thing like that and that was it yeah you, you know mm-hmm. that's, like go watch eddie murphy raw right dude, now right, yeah. exactly cringe. Ter- you he even like so apologized hard. he was like guys uh that stuff was really just like <laughs> ignorant ignorant it's ignorant yeah. yeah 
basically, uh, which is good of him to do. Like, hey, times have changed. That stuff is not what I would do today. Like, yeah, I think that's the thing is like the underlying just beliefs of the general crowd and the mm-hmm. general, you know, like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, gay people are bad. Right. That was a belief in the 80s. And so right. you kind of heard that more casually. And now it's just not it wouldn't fly today. Yeah. And so. obviously things change with public opinion over time and stuff, so it, it has to evolve. Mm-hmm. But I think if you have a well-crafted, you know, point of view and you're, it's not lazy writing, I think anything can kind of work. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I think is funny? Uh, this is probably the most serious we've been talking right now on yeah. Very Real Talk, and it's about <laughs> it's stand-up comedy. comedy. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Where's the funny? All right, where's the watermelons? Come on. Yeah, I wonder if anyone has Gallagher on their list somebody, today. Somebody squash some fruit. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I know that like I am a huge comedy nerd. Mm-hmm. I've watched a ton, listened to a ton. Um, I love it. I re I re listen to albums all the time. But I know that like Colin is not as big of a stand up person. Mm-hmm. Joey, I don't know where you lie. I I fell out of the game because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, right. once you know it was coming to Netflix and I'd watch some of the big ones and stuff like that. But uh, I don't listen to stand up like in my car anymore mm-hmm. or anything like that. It's all podcasts. And when I'm watching something on like Netflix, uh, since so much stuff comes out like narrative stuff uh-huh. i like form this backlog so i try and get through that so i don't really sit there and turn off my brain yeah when i'm watching something like netflix i use youtube for that for like mm-hmm. let's plays and gameplay you know stuff like that sure so i've kind of fallen out of it i've kept up with a couple people but i'm not as into it as i used to be sure colby were you really into stand-up before you started it okay yeah i've always enjoyed like i watched the comedy central presents way back in the day Mm -hmm. the brian regans the mitch hepbergs the jim gaffigan was way back in the day right i love that shit yeah you know i had i don't know it was always a fascination of mine i always wanted to do something with it Mm -hmm. and then the the moment just came. Yeah. Mm. We used to, when we lived in Chicago, go to the Laugh Factory. We had a friend mm-hmm. of ours from Second City who liked to do stand-up at the Laugh Factory, um, and it was always great because there was always, that cliche is so true that there's always some crazy homeless guy that just like walks up to the mic and gets to talk <laughs> to an audience for 10 minutes <laughs> like about like government conspiracies or just whatever, like, um, you know, I was doing heroin, and this cop came up and asked me what I was doing, and I told him to eat a dick, and, like, it's just, like, this weird Was that story. Sarah Silverman? <laughs> right? Because I don't have a dick because I'm a woman. Yeah. Funny? <laughs> but, yeah, we used, I loved going to the open mics, man, because you would just see a wide range of like, good people, crazy people, like, people that are just starting out, like, you know, some people's first times and stuff. Um, and, you know, there's not as much of that here in Kentucky. Yeah. You know? Like, the one big, like, improv place or stand-up open mic place was on 4th Street, and it yeah. closed. Yeah. We had a... I forgot what, what it was called. Like, yeah. I went there once, and, uh, man, like, the middle guy mm-hmm. was so good. Could have been top comedy guy in the country i'm i can't really describe his act but it was just like insane and then the headliner came on and she was so one note mm. and i was like how do you follow that guy you're right what yeah uh jude's a uh, friend of very real tournament mm. jude's uh his stepdad did comedy there oh okay cool. he uh is very and this almost maybe it was that guy it, it was it almost like says, crazy he's like he like he kind of looks like Kramer, honestly. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, speaking of Laugh Factory, Ooh, you guys yeah. were—you guys were there in that place where his career died. Yes, yeah, I was yeah. there to see his grave. <laughs> yeah, they had an R.I.P. Michael Richards over the. It was a banner over the stage. <laughs> I saw Dang Cook there. Whoa! Did man. he give you the super finger? <laughs> was he passing out like Good Luck Chuck DVDs? Whoa! Or whatever other employee of the month. That is uh, the super finger. Yes, I remember the super. I was a teenager when he was popular. I thought it was suck my back. Was his thing? That was not. He had one where like he, when he was selling out arenas and became totally uh, like he Kevin Harted, where it's yeah. just like I like I can't even really find you that funny because you're just so unrelatable now. Right. Yeah. He had one. He had a circle stage, and the the thing on the circle stage was the super finger. Yeah, it was some it was. sort of branding thing that he 
like, yeah, created for a while. And, and rode that super finger. Hey, his into first couple oblivion. were good. I also liked uh, Daniel Tosh before he blew up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought he was different, and mm. his style was like refreshing. And I was like, and man, this like, guy's oh, really no, funny. Oh no, all the frat dudes like this guy. I have yeah, to right. bail. And then like, he got big, and it was just like, have you guys watched Tosh point it's, it's garbage, trash. man. It sucks. It's the most like every joke is the most like low hanging fruit, and it's just like I've seen your stand up. Yeah, like I know you're clever, like more clever than this. Well, it's a shitty writing team that he has Probably. that has to come up with you know these jokes really fast. Yeah, and it's like man, it's so hard to have a show about the internet now because everything moves so fast that by the time you produce this and it comes, it needs out, to be on the right. internet. Right? Well, <laughs> yes, it needs to be on the it's internet. Like America's Funniest Home Videos, still on, still on, still. I'm pretty sure it's still. Um, what's his face from Fresh Prince? Alfonso? Yeah. How long has he been doing it? Because I was going to ask you if Bob Saget was still doing it. No, it's the it's the Fortnite dance guy. Okay, <laughs> he uh, he ain't ever getting there. his money. I'm, I'm like ninety percent sure the show is still on. It might not be, but yeah, mm-hmm. they just use like stuff off of YouTube. <laughs> yeah, that's really that's the sad nature yeah. of what uh, the future brings. Man, I'm glad he's gone. I Before we get into our Mount Rushmores, I'm going to the very bottom of the well, and that is that motherfucker Bob Saget, man. So, like... <laughs> Uproariously unfunny, like ridiculously unfunny. Do you He's think, your Sarah Silverman. Do you think he yes. built himself by being the like since he was you know America's Funniest Home Videos and whatever what is it Full House Full House. He was that guy, and then you go see him, and he's super crass, and that's yeah, right. that was his that, shtick. That he was, was just trying. Stick. That's the thing that makes it horrible is he was trying so hard to be shocking. He was oh, like, okay. "Hey man, what's your name?" Uh, right here in the audience, and I was like, "Oh, uh, you know, Gerald." And he was like, "Gerald, you a goat fucker?" Cool. And like, that's it. Those are his jokes. Like, <laughs> fun. Whoa. Yeah. Like, right. Talking about like fingering like the girls on Full House and stuff. Like, it was awful. It was atrocious. Male Sarah Silverman. He was trying to like break that like <sighs> stereotype, saying. like the mold that he had like you know built his career around. He was like, right. "No, forget all that." Now he, he was America's white dad. <laughs> I think, in fairness, that was always his shtick. Like, even since the 80s, he was a very push-in-the-edge kind of yeah. comedian. But... Okay. Yeah, it just... Right, but he's still doing it, apparently. Yeah. Like, right. he's like... still doing Let's see Anthony Jeselnik in, like, 30 years. Man, at least his stuff feels well-crafted. It's true. Like, and he's not just, like, calling people goat fuckers the audience. He's, you know, just... He just... His thing has become stale because you know what's coming. You know he's yeah. going to go for the darkest thing. Mm-hmm. So his first album, I loved. Yeah, you know, I was like, yeah. "Wow, this guy is like he's you know he has this persona that you can tell." But now it's just and his like, cadence was really uh, the his people. Cadence was perfect. The people on my list, most of them are is for their cadence. Yeah, it was perfect, man. He's he's a really good performer, but now I know what to expect. So whatever. But yeah, let's go ahead and and, and jump right in. And you know what? Um, I'll I'll start. Okay? Yeah. I feel like mine might be a little bit different than your all. Some of them will be the same because some of them are the greatest. Yeah. So my Mount Rushmore of stand-up comedy from, you know, in the recent to current era, uh, obviously first Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. It's on mine, too. I've grown up with him. Like, I've, you know, been a fan of his forever. I think I got a lot of my sense of humor from him. Mm -hmm. Like, I quote him all the time. I think he is one of the greatest ever. Yeah, and his earlies hold up. His earlies yes. hold up so well. I yeah. was watching some of his, and I I watched some from the mid two thousands, some from the early two thousands. I watched like a Dave Attell from like two thousand seven, and it was like, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, he's just like, where's all the broads at? I'm trying to fuck them, right, fellas? <laughs> Am I right? And it was just like misogyny. Oh, two thousand seven. Oh my god. Yeah, and then but like Dave Chappelle, like two thousand three. Yeah, it it should have. It's like it came out last month. He's yeah. just like you know. He's one of those people that I get the sense that he's a very naturally funny person. Like not even on the stage, which he totally is, but just right. like sitting, you know, just like four yeah. people doing a podcast. Yeah, he would be fucking hilarious. Yes, right. absolutely. And I and I appreciate how that's like he that has come out in his most recent performances, where he knows he's the fucking best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, where, you know, he does the, the punchline before the joke and, like, how am I going to get there? And he's just, like, you know, that kind of stuff. Y'all because, still didn't see it. Yeah, because it's, like, you know, it's it was probably a rehearsed bit. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe half the shit he says is off the top of his fucking head. You it know? Yeah. that very seriously. Right. It probably, he it makes probably it feel that way. Yeah. 
But that's the he's thing is really that he makes high. it feel that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, my second uh, of the uh, current generation, it's got to be John Mulaney, man. That's on I mine, too. so much. <laughs> I think our other ones will be different, Joey, but man, Maybe. I've been a fan of his since his first album, Before He Was Cool. Uh, <laughs> Before yeah. he was in Spider-Verse. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love his storytelling so much. Um, and he just, it's, it's his language too. That's what a lot of mine are based on. And the sass that he can bring to a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, stand-up comedy is a word game. You have to be a really good wordsmith. It's all in the specific stuff. It's finding the funniest word to go in a joke. Instead of killing yourself, it's walk into the ocean. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And, uh, speaking of like, uh, using really funny words, uh, another one of mine is Pete Holmes. Mm, I really this is more recent. I've gotten really into his stuff, man. I love his personality. He's really positive. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just finds really good words. Like one of his jokes is like, you know, talking about like how British people are way better at uh, like doing awkward conversations like Americans just kind of hold the turd like someone, you know, and then he uses the word like, I don't think grandma's going to make it through the hot, hot summer. (laughs) (laughs) And how Americans are like, oh, shoot, death, you know, (laughs) but, you know, British people find a way to like give it right back. Like she's on her way out, is she? (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm suicidal. (laughs) Can't quite take it, can you? I mean, I I love his stuff from the, the bad man Yes, uh, stuff yeah, and it's like man. the Street Fighter, uh, like uh, job interview thing. Oh, the X Men job interviews and Street Fighter. Okay, yeah, yeah th- those videos are really good. Yeah, that's most. I've never. I don't think I've ever seen him do stand up. Oh, he has oh, like really? five or six albums, man, and they're, they're good. all really good. Like I said, I, I don't seek this stuff out anymore. Right. It's also, man, he has a funny face, and I know yes. Nick that you're into like listening, and I totally get that. But Jerry Seinfeld was talking about. You know, comedians, their material has to match their face. Yeah. And I think Pete Holmes is really I does. think he described himself as, like, lesbian Val Kilmer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah, he's self-deprecating and stuff, and it's fun. Yeah. yeah. You know, same thing with John Mulaney. John Mulaney has that thing where he's like, it looks like I've just been sitting in a room eating saltines, and then I walked out here. You know, yeah. like... People who can do that. Yeah. Uh, my fourth person, and I've gone back and forth on this, but I like because I know Colby doesn't like him as much. But Patton Oswalt, man, yeah. he is stayed with me forever. He's another great storyteller. My guys are all like great storytellers. I've listened to other stuff, you know, Dimitri Martin, who's like mm-hmm. a he does like wordplay, you know, sort of pun stuff. Uh, I think Bo Burnham's really good, yeah. Yeah. but Bo Burnham also is like, um, he's a very depressed, dark person, and you yeah. can tell, like, that he's so cynical. He fucking, <laughs> uh, like, I'll still go back and watch his endings to two of his things, because mm-hmm. it's just, it just gets so real, yeah. so fast, yes. and you're just like, holy fuck, dude, <laughs> I feel you, like, shit. Yeah. That's but man, Patton Oswalt's a great storyteller too, and mm-hmm. I really enjoy long form story comedy uh, instead of just like set up punchline stuff like a Mitch Hedberg or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but yeah, those are my four. Just trying to keep it brief for you guys. Who wants to go next? Uh, I mean, since you have two of mine, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess I'll do it. So you know, Dave Chappelle, John Mulaney, love him a lot. Uh, I guess my third would be uh, uh, Hannibal Burris. Yeah, I love Hannibal Burris. He's for great. Sure. Another thing about him is his cadence. Yeah, his just like deadpan like deliveries and stuff like that. Um, yeah, man, it's just uh, just last night I rewatched the the pickle juice bit, <laughs> you know, and it's just like, like all my again like for flavor. Like you don't see that cadence that much of just like he almost like runs over certain things and holds mm-hmm. on others where yeah. it's just it's almost like the opposite. Uh, yeah, love Hannibal Burris. Like, even just, like, when he's, uh, like, how, didn't he send someone else to, like, the Spider-Man Homecoming? Yeah, he sent, like, somebody (laughs) in his place. (laughs) Yeah, stuff like that. That people thought they were Hannibal Burris. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's very good. Yeah, just stuff like that. And I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of the, uh, like, Tim and Eric style stuff. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, cause he, he's does a lot of that with like Eric Andre yeah. and whatnot. I'm not, like, a massive fan of that, but, uh, some of the stuff that he does just... 
Chef's Kiss. Yeah, man. His the reason he's not on my list is because he needs more albums for me. Mm. All my guys have a lot of albums, and that w- is what cements it for me. Yeah. Is they they have five or six really good, you know, stand up specials. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Hannibal, I think he has three. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay, and who's your fourth one? Uh, I was debating, you know, I thought about Patton Oswalt, but again, I fell off his, like, career and stuff. I only know his, you know, older stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, thought about putting Bo Burnham on there, but I think I t- settled on uh, Tom Segura. Yeah, Tom Segura's yeah. funny. He's another one that has, like, a really, you know, uh, distinct cadence, kind of similar to Hannibal Burris, but... The don't give a fuck cadence? Yeah, <laughs> and, like, that... that I'm not impressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah. And he does a really good job of... Uh, doing conversations like mm-hmm. you know he's talk like he's talking like he's having a conversation with another person mm-hmm. yeah. and his responses and stuff like speak to me where it's stuff that you think in your head where it's just like someone say something you just go what the fuck and yeah. then the <laughs> other guy keeps talking and stuff like that and yeah i i watched some of his stuff to just reaffirm right <laughs> that that he would be up there i i've seen him live he was really good uh, sometimes you go like Han- I saw Hannibal live. I had bad seats and everything, and there was a snowstorm mm-hmm. and whatnot. But uh, it wasn't at because you could tell he was working through material. Right. I-, yeah. I went and saw him at like you know in like Bloomington. Uh-huh. You know, just <laughs> you know tumbling through a college town. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Colin, I'm gonna kick it over to you because you're our boy that doesn't do as much stand up comedy. So if you had to pick, what do you like? That's tough. Your boy's got to admit. Um, you know, I, I enjoy stand-up, sure, but I find a hard time watching anything, uh, just finding the time. Yeah. So if you tell me you got to sit down and watch two hours of somebody talking, I'm going to tell you to um, Eat go. Yeah, go on somewhere, good sir. <laughs> um, yeah, that's doc- why I don't like to watch as much. I like to listen because I can do it on the go. Right. Mm-hmm. I got an eight and a half hour documentary for you guys. That's- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I mean, that would help. I. I can say things, hmm, you know, the George Washington, that's like the Dan Carlin, the uh, Abraham Lincoln's like the Phil Hartman because he got shot in the head, the uh, shit. <laughs> See, that's dark comedy. Yeah. Um, no, I can, um, I guess I don't really have a Mount Rushmore because I would just say generic things like who, uh, the person that I probably follow the most is like Jim Gaffigan, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily that I think he's like the best ever. It's mm-hmm. just like a warm blanket. Sure. It's he's like, great. oh, there's a new Gaffigan. Well, I've seen the other ones. Okay, I'll make time for this. Yeah, it's easy listening. Right. Yeah. But, but there's so many now that it's yeah. like, am I just going to watch this random person special? Like, my time is so tight. Right. You're busy, like, boy. if they're kind of, oh, not great. Uh, I will say... Um, speaking, since I had the bad uh, comedy with Sarah Silverman, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure she's gotten better. But um, also, somebody I really disliked that I thought I was going to like, uh-huh. Robin Williams. Dude, yeah. I feel the same way. I was so excited when I was a little bit younger to watch his like, you know, weapons of mass destruction and stuff. And yeah. it's just so manic. And like unintelligible, right? And it's, like, well, it's like the joke. It's like there's no jokes. Yeah, he's just screaming things at you. Yeah. Oh, hey, ooh, oh, yeah, ooh. yeah, just like Republicans, they fucking suck, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's, it's like a that, like yeah. a more fun Lewis Black, like, right? It's it's that same. But even Lewis Black has, which I used to be a fan. Of, like I was a fan of Lewis Black when I got first saw him. I was like, oh, this guy, I love mm-hmm. this. And then you see it the second time, and you're yeah. like, "Oh, you're you're just the same forever." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Robin Williams' punchline was "fuck off." It was that like you told me this "fuck off," you know. And he said it a million times in his stand up, and I was like, "Yeah, it's just too much. There's no pacing." Um, I just wasn't a fan. I think it was that hype, you know, expectation let down sort of thing that also played into it. But I just would. Right, I Not think there's too much Live expectation. Live at the Met was better, but... Yeah, too much expectation, like, you know, uh, Eddie Murphy's old stuff. Like, I know you guys talked about, ooh, the, the things that don't fly now with PC culture, but mm-hmm. just even beyond that, it's like, oh, was this ever... Like, I just don't get it. Yeah. I don't get into it. Um, I laughed at his stuff. I think he's got a confidence, you know, like mm-hmm. a, a stage presence that just is kind of naturally... Right. I can appreciate it, but it's kind of... I, I have to let stop letting people build these things up for me like oh you gotta check you have to check out this person oh my gosh like or this is like the greatest thing ever go back and watch this and it's just kind of like ah 
Yeah. I mean, because the other thing is, there's always about 20 minutes in every stand-up special that just doesn't hit. Right. Yep. Like, I always... Because that's another thing I noticed when I was watching Netflix specials, is like around 40 minutes, I would just... I I was tuned out. Yeah. Because it was just like, it's still going. It's not like the... I've laughed enough almost, you know, where it's <laughs> yeah, just like, I, tank. like the, the energy kind of dips and then I just kind of tune out and that's why Hannah Gatsby was brilliant. Cause it's like at that moment that it picks up and turns into a different thing. That's like, all right, I know you're comedied out and now it's into, mm-hmm. you know, what's the guy that, um, he had a special kind of recently where he's got like different microphones and one of them's funny and one of them Neil is like Brennan. real stories. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. And yeah. I have often wondered why there isn't more of that. I know there's the like cultural expectation that stand-up comedy is like, you tell jokes the whole time, and if it's anything else, fuck you. Like We're going to hate you for it. But that idea that it can, changing. Be, right, it can be stand-up, but it can also just be like, like ted talky spoken not, word yeah, kind not, of. yeah not necessarily I mean, information uh, or Dave Chappelle or did that in i think the last one of his first batch of netflix specials yeah. <laughs> yes but i actually didn't like his as much and maybe that was the expectation of old dave Chappelle still sure. in me but um who's the guy's name you just said neil, neil brennan. brennan neil brennan yeah i think he pulled it off so well where it was like uh, when Dave Chappelle would switch to the serious stuff, mm-hmm. I was le- it was less interesting. It okay. feels like his stories weren't as interesting. Whereas Neil Brennan's, it was like, oh fuck, your father was dying and he hated you, and like, oh man, like I'm, you're, he got you mm-hmm. invested so fast yeah. that even when it wasn't funny anymore, he had you immediately. It wasn't like, no, I'm just gonna kind of tell you about, and then it kind of sucked the other day. Or like, what's going on with politics, people? Let's sit here and <laughs> let's sit here and discuss. You, <laughs> like, you kind of like, oh, it's not. Oh, we're done with the funny part. Okay, let me check out. Uh, you know, he was the co-creator of Chappelle Show. I was gonna ask. Yep. I was like, no, that, I know him. Yeah, he was that's, a co-creator. That it's was funny yeah. that you were comparing him to Dave Chappelle <laughs> because he was the co-creator of that. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, you. I mean, I've listened to like his uh, Neil Brennan did his kind of perspective on the Chappelle Show meltdown and stuff like that that was super interesting and then what Chappelle did was he just told like a like basically like an anagram of the story yeah the the thing about the the pimp and his his bottom bitch yeah and like that whole thing and I was just enraptured because just like what I want to know what happened we were such huge fans and then it was just like a fucking magic trick like poof gone no more and it feels like Dave even now doesn't really want to talk about it he talks about it in like metaphors and he's just like Mm -hmm. you know you know what it was like man the reporter's like no i don't know and he's like (laughs) you know it's like when a monkey and they have the salt and they put the monkey and they got the food and this thing in africa and they trap the monkey and the monkey just wants that thing and he gets done with it's a really compelling story and you're just like he didn't say anything but but, (laughs) but what happened what happened (laughs) just say what happened which makes it more intriguing because you think dave Chappelle would just say whatever right Mm -hmm. like he's not afraid so the fact that he's not specifically saying what happened makes you think there's more sure but maybe there isn't and so Mm -hmm. you know and also i can see he's like desperately trying to get away from his old self his old style sure you know trying to kill that yeah all right, uh, now it's time for our boy Colby to step up to the plate. Colby, who's your comedy Mount Rushmore? All right, well, okay, so we're doing favorite here, basically? Yeah, favorite. Okay. Not who you think is, like, the best, but yeah, favorite. Yeah. Uh, let's see, then. Dave Chappelle. Obviously. He would be in there. Yeah. Obs, you know. Uh, the GOAT. <laughs> yeah, he probably is. Probably. Uh, let's see. Favorite from the past 20 years. So many notes. I know. Uh, Okay. <laughs> I'm going to throw one out there. Norm MacDonald. You like Norm MacDonald? I love okay. Norm MacDonald. Yeah, I like his stuff, too. I didn't realize that I would, like, I didn't think I would as mm-hmm. much. Because I was like, oh, he's probably just like a like a Chevy Chase, like an old, like, upset guy. Because he's not in, like, the, you know, limelight as much anymore. But he's always been, like, pro, just do comedy for comedy's sake. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want comedians to have to make a career in movies and stuff. No one like, needs it's to be like, Kevin Hart. Yeah, so out Madison Square Garden. And yeah, that's true. Yeah, Kevin Hart is definitely the most successful comedian he, of the last twenty years, minus maybe Jerry Seinfeld. But who gives a shit about Jerry Seinfeld? I don't know. Cat Williams also was like selling out like arenas and stuff like but that. Yeah, but honestly, you're right, Kevin, Kevin Hart's probably Kevin bigger. Hart probably would have been on mine if yeah, his last like three or four like mega specials 
weren't mega specials whereas right. pyro and stuff and it's just like i missed you talking about your uncle with the long dick and yeah. you don't learn today like i missed yeah. that like i loved his first two like big ones yeah do you think he shaped his new ones for his burgeoning audience probably he probably, probably made him more accessible and, and, stuff. and yeah. he ran his jokes that he you know kind of built himself up with into the ground mm-hmm. yeah you know where it becomes a dane cook super finger he has it on the stage and like a thing. Like <laughs> right. I, I assume one of his fucking new specials is you gonna learn today. You oh, know, right. like, like it's like if Jim Gaffigan <laughs> always came out eating hot pockets now. Yeah, like oh. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm that guy. People are just screaming at you. Do the hot pockets? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Like the you. Chappelle Show syndrome, where you go do stand up and people would just scream Rick James at him. Right. Right. Have you all ever heard of Terry Fetter? I no, guess that's I how you say so. his name. No. That is one of the top five grossing comedians of the last ten years, and he is a ventriloquist act in Las Vegas. Oh. <laughs> and, but he's a stand-up comedian kind of thing. Like he's a, He makes he, more money than Jeff Dunham. I mean, it's it's like right up there. Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham? It's I'm sorry. <laughs> well, dude, he has another Netflix special, and he's still using the racist puppets, man. Like, he has like new ones. I'm like, why don't you retire the fucking terrorist? Please. <laughs> he still has that. He still has the terrorist oh, no. dummy, it man. It makes him money, man. Yeah, but like, God, it's not 2004 anymore, man. Everybody's like, just screaming, do the terrorist. Do, yeah, <laughs> I kill you. Do, do that. Do the terrorist. Do the, yeah. Like, we're not all laughing at dead terrorists anymore. Come on. Well, he just takes the Taliban sticker off. He puts the ISIS sticker <laughs> yeah. on. And he's like, there we go. <laughs> It's fresh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Still brown, though. Absolutely sure that he has a bit about him switching from Al-Qaeda to ISIS. Like, oh, absolutely. Got to. Yeah. For oh, sure. Man. I'll hate watch that special just to see how bad it is. Like, Because <laughs> he's like, oh, and the, the other racist one, the jalapeno, it's like, man... Yeah. Get out of here. Stick with that old man one or the like the white goofy man. purple monster. Like that that's your range now, man. So Terry Fetter. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Does he have racist puppets, Colby? I, I have not seen his act. I've only seen his face at next to like twenty million dollars in 2018. <laughs> that's how he I've never heard of him. himself. Like, that's what his latest special is. No, I've only no, it's in 2018. I've seen him on a bunch of Forbes lists of okay. like top grossing comedians of this year. Which, wow. over the last 10 years, number one was always either Kevin Hart or Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, for sure. One of those two. Yeah. Was always number one. Makes without sense, fail. man. Jerry Seinfeld just signed that Netflix deal for like $500 million. Yeah, well, I hope it's like new jokes and not just, hey, it's my old material. No, no, no. He is putting Seinfeld on oh. Netflix. And he, him and Larry David made another several million dollars. Right. <laughs> several. Several hundred. Several hundred, <laughs> yes. God. For sure. Right. Because I remember in 2014, it was like 120 something million, and now it's half a billion dollars. He needs for that, that money, man. Show. Never seen it. Coffee's expensive. <laughs> what? I'm a friend's boy. I don't boy. really watch it either. I'm a yeah. friend's all right. boy. I will just. It's probably the best sitcom of all time. You mean Friends? Yeah, I know. No. <laughs> friends is, is good, but it was like a single note, whereas Seinfeld, I think, pushed the envelope. Sure. Like broke it open. Yeah. Friends, they were just friends. Seinfeld, they were assholes to each other. Right. Yeah. That's no. Kinda, no hugs. No. That's kind of the learned. Yeah. The, that, that's the whole the thing diverging path, and I, I, I identify more with uh, friends. What's even the I, deal with being nice to your friends? <laughs> Here's five hundred million dollars, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> Yeah, right. I always remember, I loved Seinfeld, and then you're like, oh, I'll watch Jerry Seinfeld's special. I bet it's so tight. <sighs> yeah, it's it's just not. Which one did you watch? The one from, like, 1998? Yes. Or the one, yeah. It's okay. It's better than the new one, yeah. in my opinion. <laughs> Which All is right. just his old fucking joke. Right. Anyway. There was one at uh, in the 2000s where it starts where he's, like, having a funeral for his old jokes yeah, or something. Yeah, that's the one from 98. Oh, yeah. is it? Yeah. Yeah, because I watched that, and it's like, I'm putting to rest all these old jokes, and then it's like, okay, he's doing fresh stuff. Not really. <laughs> like, he's like, <laughs> all these jokes are dead. It's new Jerry. I promise to never say what's the deal anymore. Right. Well, uh, the name of the special was like, all right, for, I'm only telling you one more time, or something like that. Like, one last time. Yeah. So it's like, one all right. Ride. Jerry Seinfeld, one, one last ride. ride. Him in the rock. <laughs> 
that was funnier than that special. I'd, <laughs> I'd watch a movie with Jerry Seinfeld and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Absolutely. I would too. Come on. Yeah. All right. Sorry, Colby. We interrupted oh, that's you. Okay. It's really easy for us to do on this podcast. That's okay. Let's roll we'll with it. We'll just run right over you. Keep going. So, I love Norm MacDonald. Uh, I'm also going to throw out there Bill Burr. Yeah. I think Bill yeah. Burr I thought you is, would. He's really excellent. I think like, so too. I think he's really good at what he does. And yes... He's, as he says, like, all right, I recognize that I'm a chromin across very ignorant right now. I get that. <laughs> but that's kind of the shtick. That's kind of the, you know. And But he uses that to be like, yeah. I, I think uh, one of the lines from his latest special, Paper Tiger, was like, you know, I don't get it with, with my wife. Like, I'm great at, at my job. I take out the trash. I crush my life. And all she has against me is who I am as a person. Right. <laughs> And, yeah, you know, like, no, I think self-awareness helps when you're going to go into, yeah. uh, like, you know, more uh, taboo stuff mm-hmm. uh, and have a certain point of view. Self-awareness helps, and, yeah, self-deprecation no. definitely helps. Yeah. Man, I really want to love Bill Burr, but he there's just, like, chunks of his specials that get too Lewis Black. Mm-hmm. Or he's just mm-hmm. like, these damn kids, <laughs> and they're damn, and all these kids in this PC, and it's like, God, we've heard this. We've heard it from everybody, and we've yeah. heard it from you, like the past three <laughs> specials. Yeah. Uh, a lot Please. of the way I interact with uh, and like consume uh, stand-up comedy now is just like Facebook video, where you just like see one posted... And then you just like go down like a rabbit hole because it just keeps giving you like these little four, eight minute segments of different comics. I think that would benefit certain comics over other comics. Right. You know how they say like Rodney Dangerfield is the greatest five to seven minute comedian ever. Mm -hmm. But then let's see a full hour of my wife, I tell you. It's like I've seen a ton of Bill Burr stand up. I don't (laughs) think I've watched a special. Sure. Right. Because of that. He's someone I think that does benefit. His podcast, and he just yells the whole time. And it's like, just what? him I alone. Did. Again, I listened to that, and parts of it were awesome, amazing. I was like, man, Bill Burr really can do it by himself. And other parts, it was like, yeah, man, he needs somebody in I there with him. Do. Bad. That's why I can't listen to any single person podcast. Yeah, I tried listening to Chris D'Elia's like single man podcast, and he's just like, what the fuck's going on? Let's go through the papers and like, it's like okay. He's also a really good comic i went and saw him live mm-hmm. he's seen he's another one of those people who's just like it seems like he doesn't have any prepared material <laughs> you know and he, it's just like a lot of like observations and stuff also the the great joke of him uh uh impersonating eminem mm-hmm. and then eminem like eventually uh there were the logic video with eminem in it uh, they the whole joke is that they couldn't get Eminem for the video, mm-hmm. so then they were like, "All right, we got Eminem a body double," and it's just like, "Okay." And the logic's like, "What the fuck?" And it's like, "No logic. We got you a body double, and the body double is Squints from Sandline." <laughs> yeah. And then Eminem's body double is Chris D'elia. Yeah. And then in the song, they cut to the Chris D'elia impersonation. Okay. And in the video. It's Eminem impersonating Chris D'Elia doing the Eminem impersonation. Whoa. Yeah, it was an aw- it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> layered you that to us, didn't you? Did we Maybe. take a break from this yeah. podcast? And you were like, guys, guys, I got to show you this Eminem I think thing. So. It's Eminem and Eminem and Eminem and Eminem. Eminem and Eminem. All right, and who's your uh, last person, Colby? <sighs> Y'all. Yeah. I gotta go with Louis C.K. I figured you would. Mm. I thought you were gonna say Sarah Silverman. <laughs> I do think Sarah Silverman is, <laughs> is better than you give her credit for. Studio. <laughs> well, I haven't seen her in a long time, so I'll give her credit that maybe she evolved. But man, <laughs> back in early two thousands, and see, and that's the stuff that I think she's the most lauded for. Like, uh, what is it? Rolling Stone magazine had their like, you know, the the greatest stand up specials of all mm-hmm. time. The one from two thousand five was like fifteen or something like that. Not that it's. Wow, you're know. a contrarian, Colin. Get out of here. I, no, I no. get it. I, I get why other I people liked it, but I personally hate when you have to, when you say a joke and then you have to tell everyone it's a joke every single time. It's like the most childish writing where it's mm-hmm. like, here's the joke laugh. <laughs> yeah no like please you clap. Have to repeat it twice. Like that's that yeah. same thing, that one note. It's like of, a similar thing of. Everyone telling you that Sarah Silmer- Silverman is funny. Right. It's and like she's so funny. And then you get there and she's trying to tell you that she's funny. Right. And then she's just like screaming, <laughs> like, vagina. And I like 
five dicks in me. And it's like, man, I grew up as a as a young man. I've heard a lot of crazy shit. Like, nothing you can say is going to be like, whoa, she, <laughs> she said that? That's insane. It's- for, for a while, and I think it might have been Sarah Silverman, where it's just like, I just don't really find female comedians that funny because it's that shock value of just like, I'm a slut. That was a lot. And then it got better. <laughs> right. Man. That was the struggle. Yeah. You know who's one of the best female comedians and one of the best comedians ever? Any gender is fucking Tig Notaro. Man, she's she really funny. Really fucking funny. Yeah. I think she has the all time heavyweight face as far as stand up <laughs> comedy goes. You just can't trust that face. Right. Ah. Uh. Uh, yeah, I know. It's hard because we are, this podcast is it's all four. White men. Well, yeah, it's, yeah, it's mostly three white men. This time, right. four straight white men. It's, and we just, like, I, I'm sorry. I just don't understand a woman's point of view the same way I do a man. It's just, right. like, but I, so well, I, I like them, but they're just not at the top for me. Right. And I will say, kind of what Joey was saying, I think there was that. Um, shtick that a lot of female comedians have where they felt like they need to be extra crass to kind of get in with the boys yeah i think so or i can see the logic of like these guys are making dick jokes like i'm gonna make vagina jokes fuck it but me personally i don't think dick jokes are funny either just (laughs) like anyway my dick laugh (laughs) like i hate that shit too so when it's like uh sarah silverman or uh amy schumer and they're just like my vagina i i said something taboo laugh it's like i never liked howard stern fuck off with this shock humor right it's just not funny would you all go see louis ck no now no No. i'm like I'm with you because I thought in the mid, early, late 2000s mm-hmm. that he was probably the best in the game at that time. Yeah. For sure. I mean, Hilarious is a great album. I still think so. I don't think that he's not funny anymore, mm-hmm. but I I can't support him as an artist. Uh, I don't think that he should just get to, you know. I just don't know if I can really separate it. You know? I mean, yeah, yeah, that's a problem. That's a big discussion that a lot of people have that, like, I can separate some, you know, I can listen to Michael Jackson songs. I can, you know, mm-hmm. I can listen to old Louis C.K. stuff, but am I going to support him as an artist now? No, not anymore. It's also like if you're thinking about, you know, Richard Pryor might have been a worse person than Louis C.K. Absolutely. You know, but it's like the, I don't know, the the, the bandwagon got on the Louis C.K., which, granted, Cancel culture. Yeah. Well, yes, that's a... It's a word well, for I, you're talking about the initial bandwagon of. I, I never understood why people liked him so much. I'm gonna be yeah. honest. Yeah, he's the best. I man. Uh, I didn't think he was. I thought it was like a less angry Bill Burr, where it's just like. Anyway, my life's pretty fucking depressing. Uh, you know, I don't have any hair, and uh, my wife fucks <laughs> other dudes. Uh, What's going on with you all? Does your wife fuck other men? That's that's not cool. Anyway, my kids hate me. Uh, your kids hate you out there. Yeah, yeah, they probably do, and you just don't know it. Anyway, uh, and I was just like, ah, it it felt pretty, I don't know, just bland and well. Oh, man. I think it's not pedestrian at all. I I think it's real good. I didn't understand why people were into him. Yeah, I'm with you, Colby. I don't think think it's pedestrian. Yeah, I think you're wrong, too. I mean, that's fine, Colin. Right. Um, I understood why other people liked him. mm -hmm. Um, I just didn't. And so it was like, it was, I was. I've been on the outside of this whole thing because yeah. it was like I never really cared for him at all. Sure. It was just like, oh, that's that guy that everyone likes. That's the guy that directed Pootie Tang. <laughs> he yep. did right. do that. <laughs> and, then there's that. and then he did something bad, but like I had no attachment to him, so I was just mm-hmm. like, whatever. I, I think that what he did that was really kind of important was get people acquainted with their sadness. Uh, especially around the time of Hilarious. You were talking yeah. about that. Like He was like, yeah, we've got these this great technology and we're all fucking miserable y'all just and hate I, it yeah just like just boom i heard my phone i think that was a really important thing to say at that time mm-hmm. during the aftermath of the great depression not the great depression the great recession, <laughs> recession. yeah <laughs> in the dust bowl i mean bowl. technically all of time forever is the aftermath of the great yeah. depression <laughs> ever since 1930 yeah uh, i've had several of my own great depressions oh <laughs> 
Joey, how are you feeling? I'm going through a great depression right now. Like, it's I'm, really bad. I'm like, an, it's Black Tuesday all over again. <laughs> like, it is. I've stayed in my room for 15 days. I'm going to have to have my own prohibition soon, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Help me. Oh, Help me take boy. this away from me. All right. I've been roaring in my 20s, and I'm not sure what to do now. Ah. Just, Hell, Japan. Yeah, like, just like, uh oh, Japan just invaded, and there's like hentai all over your computer. And then you just British it. Can't quite take it, can ya? <laughs> Instead of just be like, oh yeah, that sucks, Joey. What a great depression you're going through right now. If that hasn't already been taken, Joey, I think if you ever did a stand-up special, it'd have to be called the Great Depression. <laughs> For a long, and I'm gonna ask Colin and. Uh, Colby to think of what they would call their stand-up specials. Ooh. Mine for a long time was going to be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I was like 14. I like oh it. I like it. Oh, no. <laughs> Colby, what do you think you'd name your stand-up special? TC Ballin'? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So, I don't know. <laughs> I, you know what? You... You know, life might happen. You might never come on this podcast again. Uh, T.C. Ballin <laughs> is the best. So Colby's name is Thomas Colby Balloon. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thomas Colby Balloon. And uh, Colby, you can tell this story. It's very funny to me. It was an orientation for uh, L, and I, I don't remember what it was. I had to go away, so my dad filled out some paperwork or something for my orientation mm-hmm. and he filled out uh basically what was going to be my student email <laughs> and <laughs> he just took my initials tcb taking care of business uh tcb and at the time i was really into poker oh i thought you're into b-ball <laughs> <laughs> no i was into poker so he said oh i'll do tcb all in like i'm going all in <laughs> No way! TC Ballin! That's why we call Kobe TC Ballin. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Joey had never heard that story before. (laughs) He just broke his microphone. (laughs) (laughs) So... It's just about how old people don't understand new po- new slang. My dad literally thought that two packs of core was two packs of sugar. So, you know, you're, you're working with a very, you know, the it oldest like of the old your mind. Your dad needs a comedy special. <laughs> Shit, my dad says two. He really does not. It just needs to be heavily filtered. <laughs> Yeah, I'll talk Colin, about how the globalists... What do you think your stand-up special would be called? Uh, Colin Sage, my perginer. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> dot, 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 right? Uh, I don't know. Probably what, what's it like up there? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Just because uh, I heard that joke from the time I was like five to the time I was like 15. Yeah. What's it like up there from a bunch of people who thought they were funny, so it's it's <laughs> funny to me. Oh, because you're tall. Uh, yeah. So yeah. the problem is, is my album artwork for the Great Depression would need to be me like sad Charlie Browning, <laughs> but it would need to be like a GIF of me staring out a window as the seasons pass. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> just, me, just, just sad. Yeah. Can it, can it be just be like a historical old black and white photo of like <laughs> everyone freaking out in Wall Street, but it's your face photoshopped over every single person, like throwing papers and like screaming, jumping out the window, but then you're just staring out the window at someone that jumped out. <laughs> oh, there goes oh yeah, one. you're you're staring out the window, said Charlie Brown, but it's like Hooverville down at the down there. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Very Real Talk. Colby, thank you for coming on and talking about stand-up comedy with us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we hope to see you back again. Yeah, you didn't stand up a single time. I won't hold it against you, though. (laughs) Yeah, that's my... Right? Funny? (laughs) I can just start screaming. Colin's punchline is right funny (laughs) for all of his things. That's what it's like in tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Subtly reinforcing to the audience that he's funny. Right, you got to let the people know subtly. that you made a joke because all you did was scream one like obscenity. <laughs> Laugh. Can I just get this in? Sam Kittison sucks. Yeah, you he's think really so? Bad. I think he's double really fist in his microphone and just like, Wah! yep, screaming into it's, it. It's just screaming. That's all it is. <laughs> For an hour. It's really bad. Anyway, <laughs> one of the names of his specials. Just screaming. It's just screaming. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, guys, if you like this podcast, uh, please go over to our website. That's vrtcast.com. You'll find all of our episodes there. You can also find us in all of your podcast apps. Please like, subscribe, rate, review. It really we, helps us. It really it helps really us helps grow us. our podcast, uh, grow our audience, and we need some feedback, you know? We want to hear from you guys. Tell us how we're doing. Tell us in our social media who your comedy Mount Rushmore would be. We want to hear from you guys. We want to have a discuss. Right. Tell us what who the real Mount Rushmore is. Um, we don't know. I know <laughs> three. It's like Teddy Roosevelt. Yes, it, that's the it's one. Because he paid for it or something. Who's the Jefferson. Jefferson? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I went to school. Guys, I just typed in Mount Rushmore, and did you know that Mount Rushmore closes at 11 p.m.? What? I thought it just, like, how could Was you close there? something? <laughs> yeah, like, this mountain's closed. You can't look at it. There's, a, there's, like, a poor janitor that has to go up there with, like, the red velvet rope thing and, like, take it all the way across. <laughs> it takes him, like, an hour and a half. <laughs> Plink. You just or, hear the... I wish it would just say close, like, when it gets dark. <laughs> right. They, they close to... when you can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> they have to go around and, like, hold up a curtain in front of everybody trying to look at it. Like, no, it's closed. <laughs> no, get out of here. Pull away. Uh, yes. Also, uh, we have another podcast. It's called Very Real Tournament. You can find that on our website as well. Uh, that's a comedy battle cast that pits two very real opponents against each other in a very real fight. We do that every other Monday. Please, if you haven't, go check that out and do the same thing. Rate, review, like, subscribe. We need them likes, gang. Also, uh, shout out to The Thumps for making the music for this podcast. Uh, you can find all their shit at their band camp or you know, any of the st- music streaming services or head over to their Facebook. Check out where they're playing next. The Thumps are great. We love them. If I hadn't said before, I think I have, but they made the music specifically for our podcast. Specifically, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They actually took time out of their day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did. I was very surprised. <laughs> we asked them, like, hey, can we use some of their some of your music? And they're like, no, 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 fuck that. We'll make you your own. Whoa. We haven't even heard what your podcast is. <laughs> we don't even know if it sucks. <laughs> yeah, they took a real chance wow. letting us use that. All right. Did it work? Did it match? Was <laughs> it good? I don't know. Do we suck, Colby? I don't know. Yeah, you tell us. Are we on the Mount Rushmore podcast? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Mark Marin, Joe Rogan. It's Joe Rogan four times. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right, guys. Let's get out of here. Right? 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 Funny? <laughs> I'm Nick Potter. I'm Joey Potter. Colin Sage. Colby Ballou. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been vagina. It's been vagina. We good? Yeah. All right. Oh, we're going to leave that? Yeah. Yeah, fine. I like the pause. It's been real. It's been fun. Well, I I thought I had something to say. Vagina! I thought I had something to say, and I didn't.